0: Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring Voices in Education. My name is Mike Haynes, and I'm the Director of Instructional Services at the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District. Today, it is my pleasure to be talking with Heather Kowalski, Math and Technology Integration Consultant for the sheboygan otzigo Presque Isle Educational Service District. Heather is a gifted math and English teacher who facilitates professional learning and networking for educators across northern Michigan. Heather, thank you for being here today.
1: Hey there, thanks for having me. It's exciting to chat with you today.
0: Yeah, so as we get started, I wonder if you could share a little about your background and what led you uh, to do the important work that you do.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I was born and raised in Roger City, uh, which is where I currently still live. After high school, I earned my elementary teaching degree. Um, I went to Saginaw Valley State University. And then I returned back here to Northern Michigan where I taught middle school math and English in Onaway for 10 years. I know it's kind of an odd combination of math and yeah. English. My husband actually teaches or taught at the same time science and social studies. So between the four of us, Perfect. we had all the subjects covered. And That's then um, while I was um, working in Onaway, I also earned my master's in curriculum, instruction and assessment. And then in 2015, this math and technology integration position opened up at COP and I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to throw my name in and go for it. Um, I didn't really think at the time that I had the qualifications or Mm -hmm. anything, but they hired me. And so here I am now, this is the end of my eighth year um, with ESD and I have learned so much. Both in math and tech integration um, throughout my time being with the ESD, and I just am really passionate about what I do, and I'm always trying to develop professionally. I work with a lot of great people, Um, and so it's just it's been really great. Um, I also am the director of REMC three, as well as the incoming president of the REMC Association and uh, secretary of the Michigan Math Network. And I serve on the early math task force as well, so got a lot going on. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting background. Uh, so, did you have a favorite subject in school?
1: I did. As far back as I can remember, it's it's always been math.
0: Okay. So, what what is it that drew you toward math and technology?
1: Um, I, you know, like I said, I've always loved math, but I think maybe because it's always been a challenge, mm-hmm. I haven't always completely understood everything, but I always felt the sense of accomplishment when I could figure things out. Um, And then I have to kind of laugh about the technology piece because I didn't really ever picture myself doing anything (laughs) in the field of technology, but it has honestly become like one of my favorite parts of my job. And technology is just changing so quickly. Um, I think that we're always trying to find new ways to embrace it. I like bringing new ideas to teachers and helping to engage students and just helping prepare kids for jobs that we don't even know exist yet. So So, that's so true.
0: So do do you ever uh, encounter opportunities to integrate the math and technology when you're working with teachers?
1: Yeah, I do. In fact, I I intentionally look for a lot of those opportunities. Okay. um, Because even though I have kind of two separate jobs, I try to weave them together as much as I
0: possibly can. So, yeah. Right. Well, I have to admit, Heather, that as a student myself, math just didn't add up. Um, But seriously, like all subjects, helping students learn complex concepts and processes is a real science. What has it taken for you to not only become skilled in those subjects, but so much so that you're able to help and support educators in our region?
1: So I honestly have learned so much as an adult learner, Hmm. um, like even after college, I mean, just in my everyday job, I do a lot of professional reading. Um, I try to stay up to date on trending topics, best practices, new strategies. And I like to, to try those new strategies, you know, in PD that I do as well. Um, and I really learn a lot from other people. Um, I'm a part of a couple of really great statewide networks who Mm -hmm. are open to sharing and collaborating. And this has been really helpful um, to push my thinking. And, you know, just a lot of work around like having a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, as a teacher, I'm not sure that I always had that. But now um, I work really hard um, to be very open minded with everything. and Just to challenge myself to try new things.
0: So do you have a a go-to author or resource that you find yourself looking at frequently or look turning to frequently
1: i do like for um math wise joe bowler is one i kind of um gravitate towards okay uh, so i've read uh, a couple of her books and right now i'm reading um disruptive thinking in our classrooms mm-hmm. by eric scheninger um and i'm I'm actually in charge of like our summer in-service for the Renzi association, and mm-hmm. we're bringing him, um, we're bringing him in to come and do some learning with us as well. So, yeah, usually whenever somebody <laughs> recommends something, that's kind of what I go
0: to. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Crowdsourced. Uh, so yes. <laughs> we've experienced a lot of changes in the past few years. In your opinion, what have been some of the most exciting developments in education and the science of learning? I think
1: that it's been really exciting these last couple of years that we've found innovative ways to do things like professional learning. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. in my job, I do a lot of that. Um, and even when there wasn't a sub shortage, it was like a lot of work for teachers to leave their classrooms for workshops. Um, and now there's a lot of quality offerings that they can do right from their classrooms. So Mm -hmm. I think that's been a really great development over the last couple of years. And then I think, um, that we haven't seen fully yet, but, um, AI is developing very, very rapidly. Yes. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to bring a lot of change as well. I'm so, so I think if we... sorry. Go
0: ahead. I'm just so glad you mentioned that. I just talked to, uh, AJ Giuliani, um, and did, did an interview at a podcast, uh, talking about AI specifically and awesome.
1: blows my mind.
0: I mean, just the, the things that are, that are evolving and out there and, uh, I, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's nice to see a lot of people educating on positive ways we can use AI, mm-hmm. and so I think it could be a game changer for sure, um, as long as we use it, you know, correctly and and positively. Sure. And, um, in fact, I just was at a meeting yesterday, and um, Jason from Khan Academy was there. Mm. And he was talking about their new um, AI kind of tutor that is coming out and they're piloting right now. So
0: yeah. Exciting times. So in Michigan, we've developed what are referred to as essential practices for math and literacy. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what those entail for mathematics and how those fit into the work you
1: do in our state? Sure. So there are eight essential practices for math and they are intended to support educators across the state as we work to enhance ways in which children learn to use, understand, and do mathematics in more of like a strength-based approach. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping that these practices prompt some shifts in systems, learning, teaching, and assessment, so that every child develops strong early mathematical understanding skills and especially dispositions about math because we hear a lot I'm not a math person, or even you see on movies and TV, like math just kind of gets a really bad name. All right. um, and so really, when I think of these essential practices, I think about um, bringing joy back into mm-hmm. math classrooms and giving it a positive identity. Um, we want to see kids playing, tinkering, having those positive attitudes about math. Um, and this fits into my work because, well, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm part of the early math, math task force um, for the state of Michigan. So we do a lot of um, thinking and learning around the essentials and also on, on the rollout of these statewide. And uh, so I've been lucky enough um, also within that group to be the person who customized and launched um, an early math app for Michigan. And so we use that for a lot of the um, professional learnings that we offer, as well as resources for the events that are held around the state.
0: I really love what you said about bringing joy back to math classrooms and kids playing and tinkering and having positive attitudes. Uh, just think about how, how many students out there, children out there, um, for the reasons you've incited, that, that you know, come into school with a mindset about mathematics, that it's tough, it's difficult, it's uh, not fun, you know, uh, how, how are we going to use this? And so that's a great attitude, and um, I'm sure that you bring that to the folks that you support.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're hoping that it's, it just becomes a new culture for mm-hmm. math in the state of Michigan. So, you know, fingers crossed, we're doing a lot of great work, and and I think I think we can make that shift happen.
0: Sure. Awesome. Well, you know, despite everything we've learned about what works, there's always a what's next mindset among educators. So, so what do you, what's next for you? What do you do to continually improve and grow?
1: So I try to push myself outside my comfort zone, um, by getting involved in, you know, statewide groups. Um, I stay current on what's happening around the state. I do a lot of research and reading and honestly, I ask a lot of questions when I don't understand Mm. things. Um, and most importantly, Whatever I learn, I try to share with others because then it motivates me to learn more and to be able to share more. In fact, I stepped outside my comfort zone yesterday. I actually am now a part of the SAT task force. Um, (laughs) I'm sure you've heard that the SAT is now going to a digital format Mm -hmm. um, starting next year. So um, I'm doing some learning around that, which is, you know, I'm more of an elementary background. So that's, that's a little bit out of my comfort zone and... And so I'm growing in that area right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hearing you talk, you definitely uh, embody the growth mindset that you referred to earlier. Um, if, if you could sum it up in one sentence, what would you want every teacher and parent to know about mathematics and its importance in our lives?
1: I would say everyone is a math person and it is never too late to increase your understanding of math. Perfect. So we hear often, I'm not a math person, but really you are a math
0: so just stop saying that, right?
1: Right, right. We can just take that out of our vocabulary.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: I just want to thank you for having me as your guest. And, you know, if anyone who's listening has questions, you know, always feel free to email me. I'm always happy to chat. And yeah, you know, I wish everyone a wonderful summer who's wrapping up their school year right now. It's it's in view. We're almost there. Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> Well, Heather, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I I appreciate everything that you do to help students and teachers in our region. I appreciate you having this conversation and for the work you do and will continue to do. So thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for
0: listening to the Leaders in Education podcast. Please check out our archive for past episodes. And remember, the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop.